Hey, Joey. How are you? Avery, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? It's Friday. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. kind of like you the whole video thing like like I love helping people and and I'm not afraid of a stranger but for some reason like the whole video it seems so daunting to me and it's probably because you don't know what you don't know true words have never been spoken and that was my good friend Avery Moore of ECI Insurance in Piedmont Oklahoma and I'm pretty excited for this episode because well it's gonna be a little weird mainly because uh yes uh video is daunting And it is something that will more than likely suck the life out of you at some point in time during your journey with it. So there is just know that going in, you should be good. And then of course, you never know what you never know. And that's probably a good thing because you never know how bad your videos are until you've made videos for a while. And then you go back and watch those videos and then you realize, oh my God, other people saw this. I don't know if I can look people in the eye. All right not that bad where it really gets exciting and this is where i can't really fathom like the serendipity i guess of this show it's crazy uh avery actually just as of me recording this because i do it the night before uh just today avery released the very first episode of their new video series uh, i forgot it already uh now you know yes now you know so they're, they're doing their own little video series came out today yesterday if you're listening to this now i think you get it and And it's amazing that I hit this part of the conversation that we had, uh, I want to say back in February. And uh, and it's just, it's it's very cool. So first things first about the overall daunting nature and the, the fact that there is a lot that you might not know, none of it really matters. None of it matters because the only thing that I think you need to be focused on, I think, uh, what Avery did in, the, you know, in their kind of debut episode, which I, I love. It has a lot of personality in it. Uh, it's very good at communicating, I think, you know, what that experience would look like working with Avery as an agent. I think that's, I think that's one. But the, the daunting nature of it, right, it, it's only as daunting as you want to make it be. You know, you don't have to make these videos that you might see other people doing or whatever. The, the goal of the video is to, I, I have people that have insurance questions. I have answers to said questions, I need to deliver them in a way that doesn't make the people listening to the answers or watching the video feel awkward enough to not want to call me, right? That's, I think that's the baseline for everybody is how are you not awkward enough or just your, I think you know what I'm saying, to where somebody isn't like, like, ah, this is, uh, this is too much. I can't, I don't even want to talk to this person because it's too awkward. That's the ultimate benchmark. That's the hurdle you're ultimately clearing. Now, obviously, we can raise that bar. We can progress further. But initially, it is how are you going to not be awkward enough on camera to where somebody wants to talk to you more? Because once you've just kind of allowed yourself permission to operate in that space, things become a lot easier and things get a lot more interesting because then you find yourself a little more relaxed and actually doing the thing. And just doing it is really the most important thing. 
Well, we I have like I have a friend and I insure him and he's offered to do it. It's just doing it. And I need to do it. Here's the thing about that. It's nice to have friends that are talented and, you know, clients. I think she said it was I think Avery said it was a client. It's very nice to have those people in your life because they generally lead to more interesting, you know, interactions. However, uh the the friend that is offering to do video I don't know that they fully understand what they're getting themselves into. And I don't know if you understand the type of relationship you've just entered in with that person, because I guess here's, here's what I'm, the point is, is when you have, have to depend on outside forces, right? The, the more moving parts, the more things that can go wrong and derail the video from happening, the less likely it is to happen. And especially if you're not, I mean, if you're going to pay them, that's one thing. But if it's just a favor of a favor of a friend sort of thing, then that's where it gets tricky. And I think this is where it's very cool to have this kind of example to draw from. It looks like Avery didn't go that route. Maybe if she did, I don't know. The friend might want to reconsider what anyways. Uh, but there was just enough editing to where it, it felt polished enough to where I wasn't just watching somebody hold up a phone and, and make a video. There was just enough stuff around it to where... I didn't, again, it, there was just enough, right? It just got the job done. It was episode one. And, uh, and again, like I said, little personality, uh, and, and a lot to build on and, and improve on as they kind of build it out and kind of continue to do it. But here's the thing, right? And this is something that I have from day one said consistently is remove every tiny step that could possibly get in the way of you hitting record, right? Uh, forever. It's, you know, my setup even really to this day, to some extent, you know, I, I want to flip a couple light switches and click a button and basically be ready to record a video and just removing every little thing because every second you spend setting up, tearing down in, in the, in the world of, I'm also answering phone calls when clients have problems and questions when you're existing in that environment and also recording videos, again, it could just be 30 seconds away from that phone ringing and that video not getting recorded. And that's where if you are that producer that has other things that this is something you do on the side, it's so important to just be ready, right? Uh, always have the thing ready to go. So whenever you have that spare moment, whenever an idea pops into your head, there's just less time. There's less interruption. There's less things that are going to get in the way of that thing happening. And when you, again, have to rely on specifically outside forces, specifically that friend, that's when things get challenging. And that's why I'm glad that I don't think Avery did that. I don't have to ask her, but um, that's why, you know, just always trying to, again, no matter what level, even if, even if that friend or that person is going to, you know, I mean, it would have to be like a, a Hollywood movie style, like production to where dramatically increase the ability of the, even then I still don't know because we overvalue production. We overvalue things that don't necessarily matter. It's just really the information. As long as it, uh, as long as it's presented in a way that doesn't distract from the message, as long as it's not terrible, as long as it gets the point across and, and, and gets you in front of people that need the help, then it works, right? That's, that's all we're, we're trying to do. And, and so I guess relying on those other people, there has to be a dramatic, you know, imbalance for that trade-off maybe for specific videos maybe for ones that you want to try a little harder and maybe you know once you step your game up and you've been doing it for a while maybe then you start taking your time on some things but just getting the reps and getting better 
and testing and doing things. This isn't this isn't to say you shouldn't try to be try to be the best video person that you can be, but you also you ultimately want to to make the best videos that you know sell insurance, and that's the goal. And we overestimate a lot of things that actually go uh, into making that happen, making that a reality. So that's that's first and foremost, right? If you have somebody, great. Learn, learn. Maybe use that as a well. This is great. I'm just gonna kind of have them show me the ropes, and maybe we'll get a few in. And the goal is after six or seven or defined number of videos, maybe I will have them kind of gracefully bow out. But really where it comes into. And this is the the other biggest video mistake is once you get it done, once you get in front of the camera, once you got the video going, you've got to make sure that it is set up for people to find it. Because no matter what you do, no matter where it is, if nobody watches it, did it really happen? So do you know, and you you might not know this, and it's completely fine, if when they're doing it, because like our big thing is we'll do the blog, but we'll also do optimization when it comes to all of our searches. And so were they doing that? Like, did they just have like a blog that they were doing and it was like on LinkedIn or were they using their website in conjunction with it and doing optimization for it? Do you know? Just really quick, some context on that, uh, that, that statement, that question. I believe the Avery and I's conversation at that point was I'd suggested doing some video because I'd asked how long she had been blogging and Avery's been blogging on their site a long freaking time. I believe 2007, 2008, she had said, so that's a, so that's a lot of domain authority that they have been building up that they can easily capitalize on by just embedding videos onto old blog posts that are ranking well, spectacular idea. That's not, that's not, not going to hurt anything. Or again, moving forward with new blogs and again, creating videos in conjunction alongside that and you just go ahead and put them right in there and things are going to get a whole lot more interesting in my opinion. And that's when she started asking about, you know, SEO and, um, what you should do. And, and this is where, you know, uh, is there other things? And I think the, the big myth with SEO is people sometimes think that there's all this other, other tomfoolery happening behind the scenes that make SEO work. And, Yes, there's like a baseline, like set up the the meta tags and the descriptions and and the all of the just the kind of the one time deals that when you do your site, like it's just going to be the thing. Like we are where you what you know where where you're located at, the type of insurance you want to focus on, you know, a handful of keywords. That stuff just happens kind of once and and that's it. Now there's there's like there's like you know insurance agent SEO. There's there's stuff that we can do, and then there's like next level SEO, like where you're creating. Uh, an ungodly amount of pages and that's that's kind of the next level game that I don't think any really normal agency is going to kind of play that game the 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 game that works and and again this is where even then I sometimes question that next level game as to how effective it is or how efficiently effective it is because again my buddy Marcus Sheridan last I checked I haven't heard his presentation for about a year but every time I hear the presentation the numbers keep going up Again, just writing simple blog posts with or without video, I don't even know, uh, manages to attract a website about swimming pools, six, uh, 600,000 views a month, you know, just by writing blog posts. And I'm, I'm sure he has people, you know, do the basic SEO work when the site is, you know, initially set up and all of that stuff. But it's not like they have like a full SEO team. It's just, we're writing blog posts and that's what works. And that's, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind that's the one thing that, again, um, there really is no secret. It's just 
if you're hitting on the things that people are searching for, if you're, you're really picking up on the trigger points of what is causing somebody to need that insurance, to need to talk to you, and it's tied to obviously the area of business or the area of the, of the region, of the state, of the whatever that you can sell it, that's all you need. And then you're off to the races. You just got to make sure that there's enough of those people searching that are going to find you that are ultimately going to you know pick up the phone, call you, fill out a form, whatever. Uh, those are the big tricks, you know, and, and, and because Avery's already had success, which is really great in the, in the content and the blogging game, you know, just adding video on top of it is going to be such an easy transition and really just kind of, you know, kind of kickstart the whole thing or just take it to another level. And that's why, again, it was suggested. And, and I think it's going to add a whole nother element, but really, you know, at the end of the day, what's, what's, what's most exciting is you know, just getting started with it and not overthinking it and, and understanding that it's less about doing video and it's more about building sort of on-demand scalable relationships in your agency, right? That's what, that's what insurance is. It is emptying your insurance brain on the internet for people to access on-demand 24-7 when it is most convenient for you because your office is only open for seven to eight hours a day and it's probably during seven or eight hours that the people you want to do business with are also doing their own business. Think about that for a second. Anyways, but there's a lot of opportunity out there when those things are available. And that's what video is. Yeah, it's fancy B-roll and maybe a couple drone shots when you really get serious about it. But mostly it's just about you giving information in the most convenient way to the people you want to do business with. If I ask you the question, do you think any permanent damage could come from a hairdryer, a two-year-old, carpeted flooring, and 30 seconds of not being supervised? Would you say yes or no? I kind of thought no. If you're saying no, well, you're wrong because it can happen and I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be honest, the, the two-year-old was within arm's reach the entire time and I don't know what happened I think I got distracted I was just there was an article that I was reading for like again 30 seconds about the sad state of probably Cleveland sports and then I look up and I have basically two melted carpeting spots uh, just reminding me of how a two-year-old can MacGyver physical damage really in any situation and it's unfortunate it's my fault just I really underestimated the kid and I got to give him that I got to give him the fact that listen you know he said you don't think I can do anything right now that's going to really last you know for any length of time and I'm going to show you exactly what can go wrong and um yeah it's those moments where you think ah just can I can I catch a break and somehow within that 30 second window he figured out if he held holds the uh, hair dryer down to the carpet it's going to melt it's going to not come back there you go. There you go. What uh, what un what, un what unexpected uh, permanent damage have any of your children ever uh, ever caused in your household? I'm not even going to get into the time where Thomas Train took out uh, a plasma team. We're not going to talk about that because it's really too painful. Uh, that's another story for another day. Uh, Joey at agencynation.com. If you want to let me know a time where your kid just really got the best of you and made an everlasting impression on some place in your house or some type of belonging that you own or maybe no longer own. Depends on how bad it got. 
joydanesnation.com. Otherwise, uh, we are rapidly closing in on the advanced ticket sales deadline for Elevate 19. And over to elevateconference.com. Check out the agenda. Grab a ticket. Uh, again, the advanced ticket sales are going to end the end of November. So go go ahead. Make sure that happens. And uh, that is, of course, in Louisiana, March 24th, 25th, and 26th. New Orleans, a bunch of people. We're going to be excited to have you there. I can't wait to see a bunch of you that were at Elevate this past year and everybody else that is going to join the kind of Elevate Ranks brand new this year. ElevateConference.com.